Hey friends, welcome back to the No Wrong Turns podcast with Audrey the Hickman Hunter. I am Audrey and I'm your host. I'm so happy that you are all joining me back here on the podcast. If you like what you're listening to today, make sure that you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Every other Tuesday, we have an awesome guest come on and chat about their story and their passions and how their passions have evolved and grown throughout their story. Subscribe today to the No Wrong Turns pod with Audrey Hickman Hunter on your podcast player app so you guys will never miss an episode. Hey friends, happy, happy Tuesday. I have missed you all so much and I miss this space. This past August, my husband and I moved to Madrid, Spain, where he's working on his master's program and I get to work remotely. With that adjustment, it took me some time to be able to focus on podcasting and able to do it with the quality and consistency um, that I want to be able to share with you all. So this is our first episode of year three of the podcast. Can you believe it? We are on the third year of having guests come on and share their passions and stories on the No Wrong Turns podcast. I am super excited for this upcoming year with the new guests that we have interviewed already for you guys and have in the queue to interview as well. Listeners, welcome to our 45th episode with Katie Casada. Katie is a California native. A fun fact about Katie is that she and her family got rid of 90% of their belongings and they lived in an RV for several years. During this episode, Katie will walk us through how she basically created her current job of being a speaker, storyteller, and coach for individuals and companies. From how she went working in a church as a youth pastor to now being a professional story crafter. You're for sure going to want to lean in and not miss hearing Katie's story as she highlights her passions of speaking, storytelling, and coaching. No matter if this is your story and you can relate to her or not, I believe that there is something in this episode for you. All right, here's my conversation with Katie Casada. All right, welcome back to the No Wrong Turns podcast. Today on the podcast, we have Katie Casada. Hey, Katie. Hi. Can you tell the listeners um, just a quick 30 to 60 second kind of who you are, what you do, uh, any fun facts or kind of just let us know who you are? Totally. My name is Katie Casada, and I am a storytelling coach. So I help people and companies tell stories. Um, and I am in Orange County, California, but I was in LA for the last five years, just recently moved back. And when we lived in LA, we lived in an RV. So we lived in an RV for two years to save for a down payment for a house, which we are currently closing escrow for, which is very exciting. Um, buying a house right now as we speak. Um, and I have had a lot of different jobs, been a lot of different places, but I have two kids, two sweet little girls. Gracie June is four. Lane is two. My husband, Danny. Um, and yeah, we're here in orange. I love what I get to do. Awesome. So did you grow up in California? I did. Uh-huh. I grew up in here. This is Santa Ana where I am right now. That's where mm-hmm. I grew up, born and raised. Um, loved it here. Awesome. When you were growing up, did you, you mentioned uh, storytelling as being an important part of your story. Did you, were you into any hobbies or things that had to do with that uh, when you were growing up? Uh, no, but my dad is a great storyteller. So my dad is like the kind of guy who, when you're at the gas station getting gas and like someone has the same car as him, they like talk for an hour. 
you know, oh, and wow. <laughs> like dad, whenever you see your dad, he's a stranger. You're like, run, dad, run away. Um, <laughs> but he is like a salesman and he is just naturally a captivating storyteller. So he's the kind of person who like could tell a story at dinner and everyone's laughing, could tell a story about a product and you want to buy it. Like just a really engaging storyteller. And, and to this day, just genuinely loves telling people about things. Mm-hmm. Like my husband, and I have ongoing jokes that like, we're never around my dad for more than 20 minutes before he shows us a video of something that he just recently saw that was so good. Like, you've got to see this. you got to see this. You know, like, <laughs> kind of his personality, like storytellers by trade, just like love other people knowing things, you know? Mm-hmm. So that is like a part of it. So no, yeah, I grew up around storytellers and I was like, it's just a part of my life and my family. And then yeah, later in life, I had some incredible like role models who were just amazing storytellers as well. Awesome. So I'm just curious, like just kind of to like follow your, your path to where you are now. So when you were in like high school, what were you thinking you were going to major in? Did you already know that you wanted to be part of doing something that had to do with storytelling? I know you just mentioned kind of like sales is kind of an avenue for good storytellers. So what did that look like for you when you were, were, did you know if you wanted to go straight to work or if you wanted to take a gap year or go to college? What were you thinking around that time? Yeah. So no, I'll definitely get to later, like how I made up this job I'm in now. This is a made up. (laughs) Um, but it, thankfully it's, it's successful, but it's, it's for sure a made up job. But, um, in high school, I actually was really involved in our youth group and Mm -hmm. I didn't grow up in a family with a lot of faith. And so then I really owned my faith in that season. And it was a really big part of who I was. So I actually went to Vanguard university in Newport beach and majored in pastoral leadership and became a youth pastor. Oh, awesome. Um, So youth pastoring is actually a ton of storytelling. So let me tell you, that is like, I mean, I think a part of the the, the thing that's sweet now looking back, I'm like, oh, there's never, I, I had a long season of life where I like every single week I spoke. So I spoke in front of a lot of people twice a week for 10 years, mm-hmm. which that like those 10,000 hours is pretty hard to get, you know, like experience speaking and storytelling, like, because yeah. I, part of my job was just like being with this very large youth group day in and day out. Um, so I did that for I graduated from college. Well, in college, I spent seven months abroad and it was magical, the most magical. Where were uh, you? Uh, so I spent a, a month in India, mm-hmm. then flew home for a couple of weeks. And then I spent six months in Europe, started in London and ended in Greece. And we went to 10 countries in between. Wow. So that's traveled, awesome. Yeah. We traveled the whole way through. I'd say backpack, but I, my suitcase was rolling. So I don't think it was <laughs> I was not technically backpacking, but it was a very magical, magical experience and such a life-changing thing. So after that, got my degree in pastoral leadership, got hired as a youth pastor. And then I did that for six years, um, here in Orange County. And then I got another job up in LA at a different church and did that for a couple of years. Awesome. So during, during that time, or as that time was like coming um, to an end for that job, did you know what you were going to have next or were you, uh, what were your next steps? Yeah. So I was at a organization in LA and I had been there at that point for like five years and things were not going well. And it was like a really hard point in my life. And I was like, Oh no, I know I need to quit this job, but I don't know what to do with my life. Um, That's scary. So scary. Yes. And my whole life up to that point had been a lot of my identity had been wrapped around my work in the church and like Mm -hmm. my work in that faith-based space. And a lot of who I am was in that space. And it was like a large organization and I had a big job, you know, all those kinds of things. And it was really connected to my identity. And at that point, my husband and I had been sa- had been saving for a house. We're like, we really want to buy a house one day. This is our life goal. We got out of debt. We did like all the money things. Mm-hmm. And my, I had a good job and he had a job 
and we were like, oh, this is not a healthy place to be anymore. And I was like, I need to quit my job. And we're like, how do we do that and keep living in Southern California and saving money? We're like, this is impossible. Yeah. Uh, and so we were like throwing around all these crazy ideas. And then at that exact time in our life, we, we bought an RV with a group of friends to go on trips. Mm-hmm. And we did, and it was a blast. And then we came home from one of the trips and my husband looked at me in the kitchen and said, um, do you think we need all this stuff? And I was like, I don't think so. And he's like, yeah, I was happy in the RV this weekend. And I was like, me too. And we kind of laughed about it, never brought it up. And then like a couple months later, I started following families that live tiny in RVs and in like Airstreams, all the things. Yeah. So I got very invested on Instagram in the tiny living community and in the like, like full-time it, families. That can really suck you in. Sure can, exactly. <laughs> um, and I just felt there's like so many great people. So I started following all these people on Instagram and got like connected in this whole world. And then I knew my job was ending. It was starting to get really stressful. It was like, ah, oh, this is bad. Um, I knew I needed to quit. We were at the same time saving money. We're like, how do we cut down our living expenses significant, significantly so we can keep saving for a house? Like, what is this going to look like? Because rent is so expensive in LA, like all the things. Mm-hmm. Um, and like a week before I went to officially quit my job, one of the families on Instagram went live and said, we're selling our trailer. And they live in a beautiful renovated 200 square foot trailer. And I messaged her and I said, we want it. <laughs> I hadn't even talked to my husband yet. Wow. And, yeah. And I called, but I, I didn't think we'd get it because she has a massive Instagram following, like to this day, very, very, very large. I knew thousands and thousands of people would say that. Mm-hmm. And so I took, I talked to my husband on the way home and I was like, okay, I messaged this family and said, we want their RV. Just ha ha. Think about it on your way home. Ha ha ha. You know? And we, yeah. we were like joked about living in an RV, but that's as far as we'd gotten. We weren't at like serious conversations, you know, <laughs> we're at like, ha ha. Um, and we got home that night and she emailed me and said like, you're number nine in line and I'll let you know. Wow. Yeah. And then it got to us and she was like, it has to be picked up on this day at this time. There's all these reasons that everyone else wasn't taking it. And we're in Southern California, which a lot, they were too. So a lot of the other okay. people were far away, blah, blah, blah. So then, uh, she said, you have 30 minutes to let me know if you want it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And there was such a long list. And so my husband and I were like, you've got to be kidding me. We have to decide in 30 minutes if we're going to sell. Literally. Did you have the biggest pit in your stomach? Oh yes. It was awful. Like, and I, we're each doing our coping mechanisms. Like I was walking around finding things to eat, you know, and my husband was doing math in the, he's like, just redoing all this math. Um, and we just had 30 minutes. And by the end of it, we looked at each other and we were like, oh no, let's just do it. And we knew it was right. It was like, the timing was just so serendipitous. Like I knew I needed to quit my job. And then in the midst of all this, this is the part of the story I haven't said yet. Our really good friend is 35, super rad, single, owns a house in Monrovia, which is right by LA where we lived. Um, And she has a giant backyard. And we had just talked to her about parking our other RV in her backyard. And she had said, oh, I have hookups back here. And so I jokingly said like two months before, I could live in your backyard. And she was like, oh yeah. Um, So we like laughed about it. Then this night in the middle of this 30 minute window where we have to decide if we're gonna sell everything we own and live in an RV full time with our child, Um, I called her and I said, Hey, Annie, seriously, could we live in your backyard? Because we need to know in like 30 minutes, like for real. And she said to me, um, will all your parties be at my house? And I said, yeah. And she said, sounds great. And so we moved in her backyard and we lived with her for two years in her backyard. We called each other yard mates. That's so sweet. Yes. It was such a sweet, special season. And it was like perfect for both of us. Like she's single, has her own house, her own life. She's rad. We live in the backyard. We share laundry. We hang out all the time. We like all commune with like dinner parties and we had yard mates dinners once a week. It was like so sweet. So we moved our trailer into her backyard and then our other RV also. 
This week in our sponsor spot is our blog. My husband and I have a blog called Los Cazadores de Chicago, which simply means the hunters from Chicago. In our blog, we are working on highlighting different aspects of what life is like for us living here in Madrid. We share the highs and the lows of what has been happening in different places we have visited, different places we have traveled, restaurants we recommend, and so much more. You can find the link in the show notes. All right, back to Katie's story. And then as I was quitting that job, someone said to me, I was leading these large events. Um, and at these events, I would sometimes speak, this is kind of how my job as a story crafter was born, but Mm -hmm. I would leave these events. Um, and this amazing woman came in out of Pepperdine university, Dr. Tama Bryant Davis. She's rad. You should follow her on all the things. Um, she came in and spoke at this event and she said from the platform, um, do you know that there is a Barnes and Noble of untold stories here in this room? And I felt this wow. like wave of emotion. And I was like, oh, I, I'm never supposed to speak at these things again. I'm supposed to teach people to tell their stories. And it was like super transformative for me. And so for the next three years, all I did was teach people behind the scenes to tell their life story in eight minutes. So I did that behind the scenes at these. So at these events, there were themes. So like it was like advocates, brave heroes. And then I, mm-hmm. these people from our community would tell their stories in eight minutes, a super diverse group. So we would do that over and over again. I would teach them behind the scenes as I was leaving that job for a lot of reasons that it wasn't healthy. Um, someone said to me, oh, aren't you going to miss speaking? And I said, oh, I think I'm going to miss coaching even more. And it was like super telling to me. So I said, I think I'm going to miss co- teaching people how to tell their story. And then I just said, I'm going to do that for work. And then I just quit my job. We moved it. We sold literally 90% of what we owned. We had been having a really hard time getting pregnant for two years. It was like a sad journey of miscarriages and a lot of things. We had our two-year-old daughter at the time, but we really wanted her to have a sibling. We sold everything we owned. We moved into the RV. I launched my business. And then two weeks later, I got pregnant with our sweet little girl, Lane. So wow. that's like one, yes. one thing after another, yes. like boom, boom, boom. Exactly. It was crazy. That's awesome. Can you ex- tell us like a little bit more about, because you mentioned that you were helping people to tell their stories in a concise yeah. way, and then you launched your own storytelling business. So can you kind of let us know like a little bit more about what that looks like for you? Like, I know I'm sure day to day looks different, but what does it look, what does it look like? Kind of, I guess, just generally. Yeah. So it's evolved a lot over the last three years. Um, How it started was I was like, I will be a speaking and storytelling coach. So if you want help with like public speaking or interview styles or like any kind of interpersonal storytelling or platform storytelling, then I'll coach you. So I just like said to all the people in my community and on my Instagrams, like, that's what I do now. It's already what I did kind of at an organization a little bit, but it's what Mm -hmm. I do. Then that grew. And then I started to work with some CEOs of companies And those CEOs hired me onto their brands to do storytelling for the brands. So it was like, how, what's our company tagline? What's our hook? What do we talk about our clients? What's our staff story? So I, I honestly am just, I was just making that all up as I go. Um, And I did, (laughs) and then brands hired me and then I just raised my prices and then more people hired me. And so now I exclusively do private story coaching, which is usually like four sessions with an outcome. And at the end of those four one-hour sessions, you can like say your perfect pitch, talk about your why, share your personal story, get better at public speaking, 
um, talk about something hard in your life that happened that you don't really know how to talk about yet. I mean, that there's a lot of therapy also in this. So sometimes I, I meet with people and I'm like, just go to therapy, call me in a year. Um, but wow. I'm like, this is great. This is something really big. Like I'm a cancer survivor and I've never talked about my cancer before, you know, or mm-hmm. I, I have a traumatic brain injury or I, or I'm a totally normal stay at home mom who just wants to talk about my life in a way that's more compelling, whatever it is. So that is the, my one-on-one interactions. And then I'm hired by brands to do ongoing storytelling. So I work with some amazing brands on their team to do mm-hmm. like culture guides, uh, staff stories, brand strategy, those kind of things. Wow. That sounds very interesting. Like, uh, you kind of are learning new things and having like different, different experiences each day or each time you talk to the people. Totally. Every single day of my job is different, which I love. And I need like, as Mm a, I just, I mean, I love hearing people's stories, love learning about them. Like today I had a private client who's like redefining her why and her job. And then I had, I led a, um, story crafting session for a financial advisor team. And then I just had another client who's like working through her personal pitch and networking circles like this. And yeah, so it's just, it's kind of, it's all different. I, I get to hear people's stories all day, which obviously is like a gift, as you know, as a podcast host, that's what you yeah. like to do. Totally. So I just want to pivot for a second and ask yeah. you a question. Do you have any myths that you've heard about storytelling either before, like maybe growing up before you realized that you wanted to be like a full-time storyteller or any myths that you hear now as a storyteller that you, that you could debunk for us, maybe stuff that you're hearing. You're like, Oh, actually that's not really true. So just curious if there's anything like that you could share with us. Yeah, it's a great question. I think a big myth is that you have to be outgoing to be a good storyteller. Mm, Um, And I don't think that that's true at all. I think I know some amazing introverts who tell intricate stories that can hold me for hours. Um, And then I think another one would be um, kind of, yeah, kind of along the similar line, but just whenever someone says, I don't have a story or nothing amazing has ever happened Mm. to me. And I'm like, oh no, 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 that's, that's not a thing. Like everyone is so interesting everyone, like everyone is fascinating and everyone has incredible stories and amazing things that have happened to them. The only people who don't know it are themselves. Then they're the only ones who don't know that they have had these amazing lives. Um, Ira Glass has this amazing quote. He's from NPR and he says, the greatest stories are told by those who live them. Um, and by those who are listening to them, those are the two things. Like if you live a good story and you hear good stories, that's how you become a better storyteller. Um, and I think that that's so true. Like all of us, all of us have amazing stories. We just have to take the time to know them and see them and hear them and pay attention to them and, and create great stories in our life, you know, just to have it be a part of us. Like my last week, my brother got married on a zip line. And I'm like, I saw, I saw that on your Insta story. Yes. I'm like, great. This is so great because this is a story you're going to tell the rest of your life. Like the rest of your life, you're going to tell your kids, you're going to tell at dinner parties, like, oh, where'd you get married? Like, oh, we got married on a zip line. Like, it's just great. I'm like, this is the kind of thing where it's a choice you make in your life to live a better story. It's a story you get to have your whole life. It's fun. It's full of joy. It's adventurous. And it was like so great for them. So yeah. That's awesome. And a really fun memory. Exactly. For me as an audience member. It was so fun. <laughs> Awesome. Um, so another question I have is if people are hearing, hearing you talk about storytelling and hearing you talk about how each one of us has a story to share, what kind of, um, advice or guidance would you give, um, to someone who is like, wait, Hey, I actually do have a story and I'm interested in, in sharing that. What would, what kind of first steps or next steps would you give them? Yeah. So 
you first decide where the story is going to be told. So the story outcome or platform. So that might look like a stage, that might look like a blog post, that might look like a podcast, mm -hmm. that might look like an Instagram caption, that might look like a journal entry. It doesn't matter what it is, but you first decide where is the story going to get told. Then you kind of work in reverse. So if it's for the platform, then you come up with time. Once you know that you only have 10 minutes, you write a 10 minute story. And then usually you write a 15 minute story and you have to cut it down to eight. Um, but let's say it's okay. I think I'm ready to start talking about my life and my story. I, I believe very deeply the greatest stories begin at dinner tables. So if you're looking for the perfect platform for your story, I think it's a dinner table. I think dinner tables are where all stories should be told first. I think they're like our greatest rough draft. It's where we say things like, you're never going to believe what happened to me today. Right. You know, it's, it's at dinner. Like it doesn't, it, and it's like with your, your most critical audience, it's perfect. It's the audience that cares the least, you know, they're always like, whatever, you know? Um, but it's so good for them to like hear that and see that and be present in that and for us to tell those stories and like be a part of that. So I think decide your outcome and then work backwards. So decide where you want that story to be told and what you want that to feel like, and then work backwards on those steps of what needs to happen for that to work. Wow. I've never heard of, heard of that. Um, that kind of like tip is the first thing started starting from the end and working your way back, um, for storytelling, but that's really good. And I really love that idea. It's so true. Like around the dinner table of being able to, to share with like the people that you're closest with first. Yes. Mm -hmm. No, it's huge. Awesome. And you can test out your jokes or whatever kind of punch exactly. punch lines. And if, if it bombs, it's okay. Exactly. Nobody cares. That's awesome. Do you have any resources that you would recommend to people, either books or podcasts or, um, I mean, besides hiring yourself, uh, that people could do? Totally. There's a great book. I have it right here called long story short. Oh. Uh, the only guide to storytelling you'll ever need. This is a really cute book. Um, it's like sweet and funny. She's a comedian. Um, stories that stick is another great book. Um, and then there's a lot of great Ted talks on storytelling. Just search in the Ted talk bar storytelling. Mm -hmm. And it's like all the greatest things. Like that's where you'll learn about context, like climax, climax, like the point of the story, the lowest point of the story, like who's in it, plot, characters, you know, like all the kind of stuff that really helps us realize what makes a good story. Um, and then Donald Miller's story brand, mm -hmm. uh, that's brilliant. And that's what a lot of my work with brands is based off of, is just this idea that there's a hero and the hero wants something and we have to help the hero get it. And that's kind of what we're all doing in, in marketing and in branding. So Donald Miller's story brand is a great reference as well. Awesome. That sounds awesome. Thank you so much for joining us each week to listen to our awesome guests as they come on and chat about their story and their passions and how their passions have evolved and grown throughout their story. I am so humbled and honored that you would choose to download and listen to these conversations every other week through inviting me into your earbuds, your car, your Google Home, your Alexas, wherever you are. Thank you so much, friend. I am so grateful for you. Can you do me a favor? If you have not already subscribed to the podcast, would you do that in whichever podcast player app you're using to listen to us on today? If you're already subscribed, thank you so much, friend. I truly appreciate it. It makes a huge difference. I would love it if you could share the show with a friend. I find it about so many different shows through recommendations from friends. Maybe some of you have found this show through a friend sharing it with you. 
Lastly, would you please leave a rating or review on whichever podcast player or app you're listening to us on? Thank you so much. I know that these things may seem super small, subscribing, sharing the show, leaving a rating and review, but they can make a huge difference in new listeners finding the No Wrong Turns pod. Thank you so much. Thank you for being here, for listening, and for cheering on the No Wrong Turns pod. Thanks again for subscribing, sharing, and reviewing the show. All right, back to Katie's story. So I have two more questions for you before I let you go. Um, And the next one is something that we ask everybody that comes on the podcast and that's what's fueling you, what's fueling your passion today. So that could be anything from a new coffee drink, a new walking route, a new TV show on Netflix or something. Um, So what's fueling you today? Um, Well, I did uh, in the last six months get a Peloton. Oh, wow. You joined that crew. I did. And I made fun of that crew for a long time. And then I joined it. And now I'm all in. I'm invested. I really, really love it. I can't even believe how much I love it. It's embarrassing how much I, because I was like, I'm not going to like this that much. I don't like working out. Right. Uh, But I do really like it. And I, I cannot believe how fun it is. And it's been so good for my body and my health. And it's given me so much energy. And seriously, it's been great to like have a regular place to work out in general is great. Mm -hmm. Young kids. It's like, I only have 25 minutes. I need to make this happen. Um, so that part of it's been really great and it's just fun. And I'm surprised I like it, honestly, cause I was like a little bit of a hater, but then I switched over to the club of being all in. <laughs> that's awesome. I, I think that's really great. I've been watching everyone get a Peloton slowly over the last, during this quarantine time. So pandemic time. So that's awesome. Another rave review. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and last question before, before we let you go is, um, where can people find you if they, um, are interested in following you or learning more? Yeah. So I'm at Katie Casada on Instagram and my last name is Q U E S A D A like quesadilla, but Casada. Um, and my website is the same katiecasada.com. It's all of it. Um, so yeah, that's where I do storytelling and story crafting and all different kinds of things. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for sharing your story and your passion for storytelling. Um, it was great to hear from you. Thanks so much for having me. This is fun. Friends, this was an awesome conversation with Katie. One thing that Katie shared that stuck with me was the reminder that everyone has a story to share that's compelling and that's interesting. And for many of us, maybe for all of us, we might need some practice with our delivery, maybe with the people at our dinner table, to share our stories, to practice, and to learn more. I hope that you were all encouraged today from Katie's story and her passions. My prayer is that you would consider what God has for you and what he might be leading you to. All right, guys, enjoy your week. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend, and I will see you back here next time with Bella Caetano. Hey friends, you have just listened to the No Wrong Turns pod with Audrey Lakeman Hunter. I'm Audrey and I'm your host. I am so happy that you're here. If you like what you listened to today, please make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We are bringing you new shows every other Tuesday, as always, with some awesome guests coming on, chatting about their story and their passions and how their passions have evolved and grown throughout their story. Subscribe today to the No Wrong Turns pod with Audrey Lakeman Hunter on your podcast player app so you guys will never miss an episode. See you next time. Bye.